Brewing with Style is brought to you by Northern Brewer with fast shipping, expert advice, and all the ingredients and equipment you need to make the best beer possible. Visit them today at northernbrewer.com. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. We're here. <laughs> doing it and doing it and doing it well. Ah, yes. Once we get a few drinks in us, the second show is so much more uh, entertaining and uh, informative. Wait. At least we think it is. We're all so much more attractive. Uh, Just like those guys at Northern Brewer. There's some attractive guys down there. They have it all. Oh, yeah. If if they were porn stars, they'd be well hung. (laughs) But they're not. They're not. So so they have have good fresh ingredients and uh, quick delivery and great customer service. Everything you want, you could possibly want, they'll have it. Yes. That's if what they do. If you want it, they'll give it to you. Well, now you're back on the other thing. Yes. That's the porn star thing. <laughs> yeah, you said uh, it. Second half, the second one's more entertaining. <sighs> I had to up my game a little bit. How am I doing? Oh, you're up. <laughs> you're, <laughs> your game is going up. I think we're all up. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, great, great folks. And they've been supporting the show for, uh, you know, uh, seven years or so. So Day one. if you get a chance, uh, give them a little love, too. Go check out their their site. You know, support your local homebrew shop by all means. But uh, you know, there's times when they just don't have the things you need. I guarantee you you're going to find it at a place like uh, northernbrewer.com, and you can find great customer service, great shipping, great prices, all that good stuff, and uh, make your homebrew better. So check them out. Check them out today. Ah, what are we doing today? We're we're going over uh, Oktoberfest. Yeah, yeah. The best styles there is. I and mean, we're coming up. Uh, it's Oktoberfest season coming up in right. September. Yeah, time that's, to start brewing them. That's when they start happening. Are you going to have an Oktoberfest party at your brewery? Um, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> have to buy some beer. I just volunteered. You like? Oh, I did that. Right. Yeah. Um, if people when is your come next down, party? When is your are you, when's your grand uh, tap room opening? Uh, I don't know. When's your soft opening? End of September. I don't even know that. My soft opening's on the other end. No. Uh, <laughs> Now, um, this is roughly two weeks. I can come by there, and then you could pull yeah, a beer out there for me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can pull a beer out there for you now. Do you got me faucets with beer on the other side? Oh yeah. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I, I got to work there, don't I? Well, I mean, you could just go tap a keg in the cold room too. I mean, like, right. no, can, no, can no. I bring a corny too? You fill it up. <laughs> I'll tell you how it works, John. Don't, oh yeah. Okay. Don't bring anything. Just take a keg with you. Nice. Thanks. Um, nice. Yeah, you know, uh, probably within a week. I should be. I, I'm expecting the the furniture, nope. the tables and chairs should have arrived today. Tables and chairs. Well, this is a high class place. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No more sitting on the floor. Kmart. Uh, huh? I mean, I just thought you had to stand up and like have your beer get the fuck out of here, kind of thing. Oh no, no, no. You want them to stay and oh, stay. You can have a little relax. snack for him. You got like uh, goldfish crackers, or pretzels, some, some Cheetos. Yeah, Cheetos. Yeah. Cheetos. <laughs> Cheetos. <laughs> Cheetos. Oh, no, whatever. Those orange fingers. That's telltale. You've been drinking too. Yeah, whatever. Whatever <laughs> the best that Costco and oh, Walmart can provide. Sam's Club. In bulk, uh, your cuisine. I'm sure we'll have it. Yeah. Cuisine. Early American, the Costco. finest. Yes, early <laughs> American Costco, the finest that Costco could offer. Um, Excellent. Can you say within a week you'll be uh, people will be able to uh, buy a growler? I think, and, uh, I think so. Yeah, uh, the growler tags uh, oh, that we're uh, those have to be approved. I'm, I'm, now, ho- I'm hoping to pick those up Friday. 
are those approved? Have to be approved yeah, by the yeah. TTB now or something? Right, right. Okay. Uh, hoping to pick those up Friday. And you're going to use a, what? What style growler will you be using? Uh, glass. Well, uh, the, the, one, the ones, the ones like Russian River or the uh, no, the, other one. the Russian River ones. And here, I, the, I'll, the, I'll tell you, people. I, I had somebody who, or I saw somebody talking about growlers, and there's a lot of misinformation about growlers out there. I'll tell you this. First off, a lot of people bitching about breweries not filling the growler with liquid all the way to the top of the growler. They're like, oh, they're screwing me. They're ripping me off. No. The fill line is much lower than the growler. Think, yeah. yeah, it's down like, like at a, the base of the neck. Sound like a twelve ounce or sixteen. Inch. Right, and even then, you know. So, you know, by law, if yeah. they're if they're filling it beyond the the let's say the sixty four or thirty two or one gallon mark, they're not supposed to do that. No, you're they, approved at an ounce. And you, at, if at you want to do a sixty seven right. ounce thing, you got to get another. Approval. You can't be giving away that amount of beer to a consumer because you're getting. You're paying tax on what you sell out the door, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's especially important on bottling. Yeah. I, I guess it may be a little looser on growlers, but, you know, that extra beer in there, that extra, you know, five, six ounces, that's, you're, you haven't paid for that beer. It's untaxed. And you're, and the brewery's right. giving it away and the government's not getting any tax. On right, it. right. So they're not supposed to fill it up to the top with liquid. But some people feel like uh, I, I saw people complaining, like, "Oh, they're screwing me! This brewer's screwing me! They don't fill it all the way to the top." People like I'm the never bitch. going there again. What a ripoff! It's like, yeah, you're kidding me, dude. You're arguing about beer, <laughs> right? Well, <I> do <laughs> about, about, uh, What's wrong with that? Fill the liquid to the top. Do you think they flip out when they open like a nacho cheese Dorito bag and it's you and know forty percent full? This is, is it, ridiculous. It's packed with dust air. all the way to the top. Yeah. Uh, we'll put a little picture on your tag that shows like what a fill where the fill well, line is. Well, crawlers come with a, a fill mark on them a lot of times now. Oh, the ones they're manufacturing now, ours ours come with a mark that shows this is where sixty four ounces oh, is. Perfect. Um, you know, I, I'll she, pour the person a you know a five yeah, ounce yeah. sample and say here, drink this if you want this thing filled up because trying to fill it to the top, you waste a lot of beer. Yeah, you're pouring yeah. a lot of beer you down sh- the drain. You should just cap on foam and give yeah, it, yeah, cap on foam. Yeah. You know, here, drink this five yeah. ounce sample and be happy. Right. Um, you need a shirt that says "Don't be a hypocrite." Right there, you go. For those people, right? You mean right. like you don't get one of these? You get one of those. <laughs> well, and uh, the other thing about it was people were. They they were they were saying that Russian River uh, was screwing people. They just wanted people to buy the growlers, and they were making all this money off of selling people growlers. Oh, when they the changed their mind about filling generic growlers? Yes, okay. exactly. Yeah, they say, well, they're no longer filling generic growlers. Mm-hmm. It's because they make so much money off of those growlers that they sell, which is a complete load of crap. They probably make those zero growlers that they sell. They've got to be doing them at cost or a loss because mm-hmm. I looked at buying those same growlers that they use they come from italy they're freaking expensive there's no way they're making any money off of those things i don't care how many they're buying they're if they're buying it by the container load maybe Maybe. they're making a buck but then they've got a container load of these things tied up and i doubt they have the space to store a container load of growlers just absolutely freaking ridiculous people think the strangest of things branding though right they're known for it I guess, but you know, it's not. I mean, the people think that they're making money off these things. No, they're not. They're not at all. It's it's paying the bills. Yeah, it, it, it's got to be a break even at best because huh. those those freaking growlers that they sell, the cheapest I can buy them in bulk is twelve dollars a piece. Wow. What do they sell them for? Like eleven? 
Uh, eight, I think. Eight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, eight. I don't see... They, they, if they must be getting a good price on them, but there's no way it costs them less than $8. Yeah. No way. That's impossible. Nobody that has that reaction is thinking. They're just no. emoting. Right, right. Now, <laughs> the, 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 the standard glass growlers that you can get made in the USA, those run me like four bucks a piece. And the cap is like 30 cents or 25 cents. I went with the black ones with a little oh, insert in them good, you know good better nicer camp. caps yeah so i'll sell it pretty much for that you know i just need yeah. to break even right and i think most most uh breweries are thinking that you know if you you're people like, coming back right yeah Drinking your beer you want them to come back yeah yeah, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're you want much, them to keep filling that thing so that. you you sell it for what it costs you right. but i'm just like amazed at how much people can bitch and moan <laughs> about something like that it's just just amazing to me here on uh, Russian River's website, they posted, due, due to a recent reinterpretation of an existing liquor law by the California Department uh, ABC, uh, the Type 23 licenses are now allowed to fill other breweries' growlers with proper legal information and state label approval. We, along with several other breweries, have decided to continue to fill only our growlers at this time, and then they list several reasons why. So they address mm-hmm. it on their site if you're interested. Yeah. Well, I, I got you know nothing but admiration and respect for Russian River, so... I I just don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. So I'm sure we'll we'll have our people complaining about all sorts of things. <laughs> so that went from something really positive to something well, not so positive, huh? Wait, yeah, wait, just, a, wait, kill it, man! Wait, kill it. Well, you have a lot of angst with your, you know, oh, ha- yeah, having your own company. Yeah, uh, but, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to having people need down to the more hours sleep. And, and the all right, so we'll be drinking beer there uh, within a week to two weeks. Huh? Yeah, uh, the, the furniture was supposed to arrive yesterday and supposed to arrive today. I don't today need furniture. I'm just to stand up and drink. You can just come on down yeah, and drink. I can lean against the wall. I, I finally got the bar top poured properly. I had to re-pour it, sand it, re-pour it. Oh, it's and, acrylic uh, or something? Uh, epoxy. Epoxy on top of... Over I saw photos. some pictures you had yes. in there or something. Uh, oh, cool. You come down and look and see if there's a picture of you in there. Uh, somebody told me there was. <laughs> You're everywhere tasting. Well, you know, a it's, little not picture. Face, it's not face on. I mean, you know, from behind, <laughs> it could be anybody. That's right. <laughs> that lower half could be anybody's. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, you know, maybe this weekend if, if everything goes according to plan. But, uh, mm. you know, uh, you know, probably by the next week for sure. And then we'll just be dialing it in as we go. So a soft opening, just uh, yeah. There's no reason to. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're not going to go crazy. Great. So that'll be it. All right, uh, Oktoberfest. Yes, yummy. <laughs> Great beer. Great beer. Classic. Okay. Hard yeah. to brew. Hard to brew. Well, um, well uh, John, you want to? Uh, yeah, I'll run it over. Get, run down the uh, style guy. Yeah, I think as a brewer, you know, you sh- when you're making a style and you're formulating a recipe or you're getting it from somewhere else, you know, definitely focus on the malt profile in this beer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about the maltiness. And, you know, definitely have a fair amount of Munich in it, you know, to bring out this melanoid and this, this ar- aroma, this Munich blended with the Pilsner malt aroma. I think that really de- defines the style. You want these toasty notes as well. So that's you'll probably have a hop, you know, like a Holotow to bitter the sweetness and then a uh, hollow tower to finish it off in their aroma but it's all about the malt mm-hmm. uh the color ranges from dark gold to red I, I like to go on the higher end you know the reddish color um it's just it's a sexier beer that way it just looks better tastes better um no coin sweetness from any crystal malts I, I wouldn't even really well maybe some crystal but i would just go you know pilsner munich and maybe some Kara munich um 
and just be super clean when you brew this mash well you know um do a big pitch with your yeast and really focus on your lager temperatures to really and make sure you do a diacetyl rest to really make this beer clean and make that malt stand out but it's all about the malt <laughs> i don't know if i covered the style at all but i can't i can't stress enough that the importance of how important it is to have all these malts and these mm-hmm, with, mm-hmm. especially the, your recipe in the book but to have those balanced so well and mashed so right mm-hmm. and then to ferment it so clean and lager right mm-hmm. if you do all those three things you're going to have an amazing beer Right, and you know, it, it's um, you know, all about the toasty, the malty, the bready, uh, you know, the rich malt character without being um, overly sweet. I mean, you know, a fairly dry finish, a good lager, generally dry, finishes yeah. fairly dry and crisp and clean, um, but it's got all that rich malt character, which makes you think, you know, sweet. Uh, it may even start with an initial sweetness, but you know, uh, a balancing bitterness, uh, you know, a lot of malt character and, uh, you know, finishes dry. Um, one of the, the common mistakes is to go too heavy in the crystal malt character. I think, um, you know, it's like we're talking about Ballast Point Calico Amber, not overly sweet and caramelly, even though it's got a massive amount of caramel malt in it. You know, the, the, the trick is to, you know, attenuate well. And, you know, get a dry enough finish. Crystal malt, if you ferment it out really well, uh, can be not so crystal malty. But, uh, again, if, if, if you put that much in it, you're, you're definitely going to go too far the wrong way. Uh, let's do this. Let's take a short break. And when we come back, we'll get into uh, tasting the beers and talking about what a, a great recipe uh, consists of for Oktoberfest right after this. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. to the city. It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> oh, it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the home brewer. Uh, 
ten, huh? Getting tired of that same old handcrafted beverages day after day? Are you looking for something with more diversity than your normal beer? Fellow BN Army member Michael Fairbrother, owner of Moonlight Meadery, is reviving an entire beverage category. Mead! The meads at Moonlight Meadery are all handcrafted from the finest honey on the market and are perfect for any occasion, like weddings, baby showers, or... Excuse me? Mead is not your average girly drink, mister, and Moonlight Meads can be enjoyed anytime, anywhere. Football games with the guys. Yeah! Barbecues with the guys. Yeah! Operating power tools with the guys. Yeah! Um, actually, sir, that's really dangerous. Good point, son. Next time you have something to celebrate or are just looking for a new tasting experience, pick up a bottle of mead from Moonlight Meadery. Now in 21 states, making over 60 varieties of mead from dry, semi-sweet to sweet. Break out of that craft beer low. Grab a bottle of Moonlight Mead. Can't find some? Then ask. No, make that demand some. Yeah! Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzkrankstein? Yes, J.P. Lohr. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My daughter, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha <laughs> Yes, J.P. Lohr, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy a pint. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is awesome. No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. 
And and that Brew Builder software is awesome. Oh yeah. Brewmasters Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmasters Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh yeah. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. Yeah, yes, we are <laughs> talking about Oktoberfest. <laughs> uh, the vital statistics here: uh, OG ten fifty to ten fifty seven, uh, final gravity ten twelve to ten sixteen, ABV is four point eight to five point seven, IBUs twenty to twenty eight, and SRM seven to fourteen. Commercial examples: uh, Paul Anner Oktoberfest, Eyinger Oktoberfest, Mertzen, uh, Hackershore Original Oktoberfest. Oct- uh, Hofbrau Oktoberfest, Victory Fest Beer, Great Lakes Oktoberfest, Spotten Oktoberfest, Capital Oktoberfest, Gordon Biersch, Meritzen, uh Goose Island Oktoberfest, Sam Adams Oktoberfest, a bit unusual when it's late hopping. I'll tell you, the, the Sam Adams Oktoberfest, I enjoy that beer. It's got a real nice, uh, you know, like a Halatau uh, kind of, oh, you know, a yeah. little bit of hop character. I think that that's great brew. entirely appropriate. Yeah. I mean, more so than some of these other beers. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's a beer to look forward to every that's year. That's one of the, the I think my uh, favorite beers of theirs, actually. Yeah, well made. Yeah. Uh, first time I had it, I was in uh, Florida, uh, and we were uh, at a software conference. Went to a super Walmart, and and that was the uh, best beer we could find was the <laughs> the uh, the Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Fantastic! First time I had it, I really enjoyed it. I think I drank a six pack. I could drink a six pack of Oktoberfest a day. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a it's a yes. great beer. You know, you get a lot of especially uh, something like this, Sam Adams, you, where you're getting a little bit of hop to yeah serve that that need, and then uh, you know a good good malt character session beer. Um, yeah, a lot of maltiness. Uh, you know, the clean uh, lager fermentation profile, uh, really nice. Um, you know, the uh, the the way that um, you know these beers. You know, a lot of what we have here, the uh, Gordon Biersch we got, and that's local. That's brewed in San Jose. Delicious. And uh, we have that. And then we have uh, the Einger, the Pauliner, and the Spaten. They are uh, all imports. And so they've they've traveled a long way. So, uh, you know, that, that could af- could affect them. Uh, could be definitely uh, de- it not has, as good. The Einger definitely has been hit hard by warm temps. I don't know if you get that Moscow, but it just has an oxidized character to it. But I wrote, I wrote down kind of fruity. It's it's a pleasant fruity, but is is that what I'm picking up on? Yeah, I mean that could be definitely like oxidized esters. Yeah, from the yeast, it's dead yeast. I don't know about that. I I am getting a little bit of staling in that. Um, I think the you know, some like of the malt character is turning uh, that kind of sweet uh, character you get when the malt starts to stale. And then the, the hops are seem to have dropped out too a little bit. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a- um, what about the spot now? <laughs> Moscow's favorite. <laughs> I ain't drinking that. Ugh. Yeah, the the spotten. I, I mean, I've had spotten in, in Germany. Well, how's it compared to? And, uh, you know, it's quite nice. Uh, here in this green bottle, uh, I'm not sure what they did to it. I get a little metallic. 
Yeah, and I'm getting kind of a almost a kind of a plasticky and. A... Yeah, well, it could be just the the, the batch we have here. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a beer that obviously be available to most of our listeners. Sharpness to it. They may taste something different. Yeah, it's overcarbonated a little bit. It seems overcarbonated, sharp. Um, it's got a a weird uh, kind of fruitiness to it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's a great beer in Germany. Uh, wonderful. I, I, there's just something about this bottle that we have. Um, and Moscow called it before. He's like, I don't like that beer. Uh, or I'm like, what are you, an idiot? You know, uh, Spot makes a great uh, October. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Um, so, Moscow, how does it compare to what your memory of this beer uh, hasn't changed? Is it worse, <laughs> better, the uh, same? Well, it's better only because my memory, my expectations are just are so through low. the floor, and mm-hmm. so th- there'd basically be no way it couldn't be better than my memory. Mm-hmm. I haven't had it in a long time, and I, I just I I don't dislike very many beers, but I always remember just despising Spot and Oktoberfest. Mm. And so it's better than my memory, but it still sucks for the reasons you mentioned. I, mm-hmm. I wrote down fruity for the Eyinger, like I mentioned, but I wrote down fruity but unpleasant fruity for the Spotten, which, you know, just more esters. Also, I get skunk from it. Yeah, it's just yeah. nothing about it is pleasant, in my opinion. Eyinger, you know, is, is a great beer. This this sample, I think, is a little bit uh, a little bit cooked. A little, bit, prime. a little bit over, overheated. Um, yeah, what's the bottle on date? Uh, let's see. Uh, 1990. No, I don't see anything on this one. Not posted, not labeled. It's really old. Right. And I, I love I love the Iinger beers. They have some some absolutely fantastic stuff like their their Altbear Stunkel is Oh yeah. Out out freaking standing. Um That's a great that style. sample I, I don't think it's that good. The uh Gordon Biersch is real sulfury. A lot of sulfur to it. Hmm. And that could just be it's fresher yeah, or yeah. Just, we just opened it up from the bottle maybe yeah it's it's like a you know fermentation thing uh, i mean it doesn't go away once it's in the it bottle a little band-aidy didn't uh you know during fermentation you really want to blow a lot of those volatile sulfur compounds off i think that um you know it's just uh yeah it's it's starting to fade now that it's open and i'm swirling it but boy it was real strong right out of the bottle yeah um other than that, I think it's, it's you know it's got a nice crispness to it. It's not as full as the others, you know, body wise and uh, you know malt character wise. But uh, you know, a nice beer. I think the Polliner. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, it's way way the best mm-hmm. by far, and uh, that is the number one example. I think it's starting to show a little bit of age. Yeah, <clears throat> but even still, that's crisp. It's kind of what I expect, you know, beer. from an imported beer. Crisp. Uh, it's got uh, a lot of malt character to it. Yeah. That initial bit of malt sweetness, mm-hmm. but then it finishes dry. It's just in the middle. Yeah. Um, you know, bittering is just perfectly balancing the malt character. Um, you know, real real nice beer, real well made, and it's uh, you know, not that deep a colored uh, uh, Oktoberfest. It's I've got seen a- I've seen deeper ones and I've seen lighter ones, but it's got that great mineral flavor. A lingering mineral flavor on your palate. You know, I kind of a salt profile. There's something about the water that, and the bitterness. I don't know. The, there's just something that lingers on the, my tongue that is just clean and crisp. The water, it's nice. 
<laughs> I can taste the water. <laughs> there is water in it. There that's, is water. That's a good call. That's a good call. I don't know, there is water. Do you get like a chalky it's kind of lingeringness on your tongue from it? No, I just get a really pleasant no, maltiness. Nice yeah. little grain character. It's just one Malty, grainy. grainy. Yeah, and the grainy is not. Now, no, back in the previous show, we were no, talking no, about the. Yeah. We were talking about how grainy the uh, the the Coronado no, beer was. It was it was our favorite beer, right. but it had a, quite a bit of graininess. This it's got a subtle graininess. It's 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 like you know the husks were there, but you know just you know it's that great continental uh, Pilsner yeah. Munich type malt character. Uh, that really, uh, you know, it's, you get the bready, you get a little bit of grainy. I mean, you know, this is made with malt. I mean, it's there's no doubt about it. You get that that uh, you know, huge malt character, which is just just delicious. Mm. So, uh, what was what was your favorite uh, Moscow? Yeah, the uh, Polliner for sure was was my favorite. I wrote uh, before you guys said anything: grainy, clean, fresh tasting, dry. Mm-hmm. Nice. Which you guys kind of very good. Most of those. Yeah, I would. I would agree with all. Yeah, of it's 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 a runaway favorite. Uh huh. Yeah, that one. That one would be my my favorite. That one would be the winner of the jet ski. If it were a homebrew. Yeah. Well, no, no homebrew sent in there. Nobody sent any boy. They don't. Nobody wants that jet they ski. They missed out on the jet ski. I guess we'll send the. You want to call up uh, Pauliner? See if we get them on the phone. See if they want that jet ski. I want to play Stump okay. Jamil. Stump Jamil, yeah. With uh, what, what do you think their grain is? Their, what do you think their uh, grain bill is in this beer? The polliner? Oh, I don't know. Um, uh, I'm just curious. Uh, barley? <laughs> uh, uh, probably. Um, I got a lot of Vienna. Yeah, I, I, I would. I, you know, hard to say whether it's um, you know a combination of you know some some Pilsner malts and something else, or do they just have a malt? That's made for them. That's of a like a four level bond or six level bond. That's like a Vienna, and it's one grain, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, it could be they make a hybrid huh. just for themselves. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really know. Yeah. Uh, a lot of interestingly. Um, so can homebrewers do that? Use all sure. Vienna. Yeah, use all Vienna. Oh, yeah, sure. uh, makes it makes an interesting Vienna. Uh, <laughs> and then if you add Munich to it, would you make an Oktoberfest? Uh, you know, it depends. I, I think you can brew all all Vienna and and come out with uh, you know a good Oktoberfest. The interesting thing is, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of places around the world, uh, the maltings are not as um, you know. Here in the U.S., uh, we look at maltsters as like you know this entity that you know makes all this malt, and we identify with some of them. In um, and and there's all these little craft breweries buying from uh, from various, and we're buying from maltsters all around the world. You know, from England and Canada and Germany and 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 you know we're picking and choosing because of the maltster in a, a place like germany so i've been told um you know a brewery there's a maltster in their area and that's the maltster that supplies to those breweries and it's always been done that way and they don't advertise they don't have websites they don't you know <laughs> it's their sales guy goes around and goes how many tons are you going to use this year okay i'll put you down for that Goes to the next brewery. How many tons can we can we do for you this year? Cool. You know, and maybe they say, "Well, I, you know, I want it to be this color and this, that, and the other thing." Yeah. And then that monster produces that and sells it to those breweries, and that's it. And they're not like you know, 
making sacks up and, and selling to home brewers or craft brewers or distributors. Yeah, it's all just done local to that area. You know, it's that's awesome, and it's um, you know so uh, you know it's quite possible that you know a brewery uses a malt that you know not anyone else is going to get. And that's true domestically here too. I know, like, right. like Sierra Nevada has their malt made to their specifications. I think it's right. raw, but they have it done. When you get to a certain size, yeah. you can say, "Hey, this you is can, how I want it done." Right? Just that's grow awesome. it this way, you know. Yeah. They can order that much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Locally grown, locally farmed. It's like, why right. not right. go that route? Yeah, at Heretic, uh, you know, we're able to say, "I, I want that sack of malt." Um, you know, upright in a bag. <laughs> yeah, I want it in a bag, not broken. That's your only say you have. I don't want the bag pre-opened. I want the bag closed, sealed up all the way around. That's what we're able to specify at our size. Absolutely. You know, we, we take full advantage of that power, that, that buying power that we have. Um, where are we at in the show? <laughs> Earth? No idea. Earth. Yeah. Are we, we, are, we tasted it. Okay, we tasted it. And then we were going to... We talked about... We talked about the winner. We're going to take another break. There you go. Because we haven't done that in... Minutes. Uh, 15 minutes so Ooh. we're going to do that now and hopefully when we come back i'll understand where we are in the show and it'll <laughs> go much smoother from there back after this hi i'm jason harris the proud owner here at keystone homebrew supply we're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry and to show you the brewing network army how much we appreciate your support we're offering you 10 percent off your first order on our website keystonehomebrew.com just use coupon code bnarmy at checkout and i'll get your order out the same day my goal at keystone homebrew supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want when you place your order online or when you come into our store it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months at the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. 
I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified beer server, certified Cicerone, and master Cicerone. Cicerone's are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. BN Army, HopTech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. HopTech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of holy pops. And HopTech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeved shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Blise. It's Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're enjoying uh, Oktoberfest. And I'll tell you, uh, some of the best Oktoberfests I've ever had at the AHA Homebrewers Conference. It's a great conference. Yeah. And uh, you could participate, too. Uh, best way to uh, be aware of when the conference is happening and all the other good things surrounding it is become an AHA member. Uh, if you join the AHA, uh, you're supporting an organization that's representing all homebrewers, that's uh, looking out for the interests of homebrewers. In in you know when weird things are happening in government, AHA gets wind of it. They got people watching. Mm-hmm. They send out the word, and you can take action. and And that's happened a few times to protect uh, craft brewers as well, and yeah. uh, it's made a difference. Right. And uh, all that because uh, people sign up to to be AHA members. So. Uh, don't miss out on it. Uh, you can uh, sign up for the AHA by going to the Brewing Network uh, website. There's a little button there. Click that, and I'll take you to uh, signing up. And a portion of that uh, membership fee goes to the bottom line of the Brewing Network. Helps programs like this, and uh, you're helping yourself with an AHA membership. Get Zymergy magazine. You get the mm-hmm. the uh, discount program. You get uh, all sorts of things. At Heretic, we offer an AHA membership. Oh, what discount. is that discount by the way? Hell, if I know, it's like uh, a buck off on pints, off and, pints and a growler, or something and twenty percent uh, off of uh, merchandise or something like that. Nice. And uh, you're gonna have merchandise in the in the tap room as well, huh? Moving that oh yeah, there. oh nice. yeah. Well, the shirts and hats and all the goodies and nice. all that stuff too. So, Look you at know, <laughs> you, you, what you do is you come in, you show me your your BN tattoo, you show me your uh, AHA membership <laughs> card. You talk to me about homebrewing, maybe bring in a dog-eared copy of uh, Brewing Classic Styles. 
You're going to get some serious discounts, I think. I think you can expect a hand job for that. That's yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We'll go back behind the bar. I got a nice little cot exactly. there. Just don't look. Yeah. <laughs> we'll enjoy ourselves. And you can enjoy yourself, too. Just uh, uh, check out that AHA membership and uh, everything will be fine. I remember the first time I went to the <laughs> NHC, I was like, whoa, this is a lot of homebrew. There's a lot of beer here. Holy shit. What was the first one you went to? I don't know. It was like 1876 or something like that. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Where was it located? Uh, might have been Baltimore. Baltimore. My first was Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, that was my first, too. Was it? Yeah. Maybe it was. I, that was my second year, I think. More beer had an entourage there. That's how I right. got there. I was with that entourage. Right. Yeah, they, they you might have yeah, done they, well. they, yeah, they yeah. took care of me, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 2002 or something. 2003. That was a great time. Right. I was that surprised was a small how, conference. How that was like 170 people or something. Yeah. <laughs> so hot there. Too. Oh, Couldn't yeah. find hardly any good homebrew. Yeah, I nearly died Weird. going out for a walk. Richard <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Mill, <laughs> he stroke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I ain't giving him mouth to mouth, but pour down a pint on his face. Right, right. No, that was yeah. That was that was kind of a low point of the uh, homebrewers conference. What was this last one? Thirty five hundred. Yes. People. Thirty four, yes. thirty five. Yeah. Thirty five hundred. In one room at the same time, drinking, sharing beer. Yeah. And it was fantastic. People talk about, oh, it's getting too big. It's I didn't. No, I know. Why. They might have mismanaged space a little bit. We had plenty of room, but they didn't take advantage of it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, <laughs> if they'd have done it a little bit differently. But as far as the the personality of it, oh, and, no, and, I, yeah, I didn't notice any degradation. And being at all. real homebrewer friendly and all no. that, I felt like I was with thirty five hundred of my closest friends. Exactly. That's you cool. know just hanging out and right. having a good time. You can walk up to any person, <laughs> any person attending the conference. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the other and, group from the engineering society thought yeah, we were nuts. But yeah, yeah, but you know, and just start talking and hanging out and having a good time. Yeah, you, you got something in common with everybody and, there. You know, so oh, it's yeah, just fantastic. Right. I, I love that conference. I, I, I would, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Dallas Looking was two thousand and two. Just for the uh, record, go. It's incredible. Eleven uh, years, how far it's come? Unbelievable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The HA is really growing, and homebrewing's growing. So I was at the two thousand one, then the LA one. Correct. I was supposed to go to the LA one, and something came up at work, and I remember I had already bought my ticket and everything, and I had to get a refund. And Aaron Glass at the AHA was like, "No problem, we'll get you a refund." I'm like, "Well, cool. That's, That's cool. awfully nice." Yeah, she's always been great. I thought you know I wouldn't be able to get my money back, but nope, I got a refund. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, and I remember at Las Vegas, you and I oh, winning shit. winning all sorts of medals between us. That, that was, was that, a great picture awesome. of you and I there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 2004. <laughs> that was yeah. a good time. I was there, too. That's where I won my first medal. Oh, you that won, was, one, I won one. Yeah, that's when the... That was brown ale, right? That's Janice. when the Janice Brown won in the uh, 10 season. Uh, that's when it yeah. began from Tasty to, to the Legacy. <laughs> yeah, there. there you go. You remember the tagline from the Las Vegas uh, NHC? In every every NHC has a oh. tagline. Right. It was um, um, beer and loafing in Las Vegas. Oh, that's right. That's right. And, uh, and they had the 24-hour hospitality suite. Yes. Oh, that's co- <laughs> up till 2 or 3. No, it was 24 hours 24, a day. Yeah. I, know, I just remember being up till 2 or oh, 3. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so I kind of... Well, there's like the homeless people sleeping in the hospitality suite. <laughs> I think we've kind of gone off track with the Oktoberfest. I think um, our point is you got to go to the yeah. NHC if you've never been, right? Oh, yeah. you okay. got. I keep telling people, and people think, oh, GABF, Oktoberfest in Germany, all this, you know. Those, those are fantastic. you you got to go once. But the NHC, you got to go every year. You go 
every year. That's the one not to miss. If you had to choose one, one beer event to go to, NHC. NHC. Don't even yeah, consider the other. I would choose it over GABF. Yeah, I would too, great. I've been yeah. GABF, but it's kind of overwhelming. It's too touristy. Yeah, it's you know. Yeah, it's just trying different beers. Yeah, but this, this is this, a homebrew. You don't community. have that camaraderie like yeah. you do at the home. The homebrew thing. It's a whole. It's trying is all those different beers. Yeah, and having thousands of friends to talk geeky beer stuff about with. Yeah. I didn't drink yeah. one homebrew that wasn't with the guy who brewed it. That was like a philosophy oh, of mine. Oh, no. very so nice. So if I go up to like a hospitality suite, right. I see a guy wants to say, what can I get you for you? Well, what did you make? Well, right, I don't right. have a beer. I don't have a beer on tap. Okay, no problem. Right. Go to the next guy. Well, you know, what did you make? Huh. You know? Right. And I yeah. would drink it with him and talk about it. Same way at uh, club night and all that. I wouldn't stand I, I always, I always ask him, what do you like? What do you, what do you have? Yeah. And, and they'll be like, well, I brewed this one. I'm like, Perfect. let's try that's that, that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I want. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, that is the whole time. Every beer I had was with the guy who brewed it. Yeah, I mean, uh, where can you do just, that? Right, <laughs> certainly true, not yeah. at GABF. Not in any commercial it's setting. It's all for sure. you know, a bunch of volunteers behind the behind the. Yeah, they don't even know. Some breweries, you'll you'll see the brewer there. Sure, I mean, yeah. we try and hang out at our booth as much as possible. Yeah, but, but you can't. It's impossible to do do no. the whole thing. No. But uh, you know, uh, yeah, the home brewer conference. <sighs> you can't miss that. Uh, all right, so back to Oktoberfest. We're we're running out of time here. We got to talk about a uh, recipe for Oktoberfest. Tasty. What recipe you got for Oktoberfest? John, what, what do you John's got for Oktoberfest? There's a lot of Oktoberfest. I, would, I remember you brewing some good ones. Actually, the best, one of the best memories I have, Jamil, was when you sat down and tried my Oktoberfest. It was like my first lager. I think it was 22, 23. And you actually went out and you're like, dude, good job. And yeah. that, that really motivated me. So, anyways, what my was recipe. In it? Pilsner, yeah. Uh, I think it was like 10, 15% Munich, uh-huh. and then uh, Kara Munich, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it's all Hollow Tower. Like some Kara Munich 60. I, I believe so. Or, or Kara Munich around the 40s. 40s or I think 60, it was 40. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think it was about 5% Kara Munich. All right. And then... Uh, Mashed, I think 152, mm-hmm. 153, a little, little on the maltier side, and then that the trick was, you know, big pitch of yeast... And then crash it to forty eight from minute forty eight to fifty. I I pitch around sixty sixty five. Yeah, you always a fan of pitching warm and then cooling it down in twelve hours. I yeah. think that's just horrible. I know, I know, I know. I do. <laughs> but that beer, beer, turned, beer turned out great. Yeah, no, it it works. I know it works. Yeah. I mean, it was my home brew away. That's all I had in my option. Really, but, right, right. But that's it. But I think four weeks in the primer, though, you got to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's my recipe. Well, and, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, it's all about, you know, great fermentation, you know, quality ingredients. I think you should be sourcing, uh, you know, ingredients from Germany. You should be getting, you know. Yeah, use a German. And I was talking to uh, Ian from uh, Brewer Supply Group about about malt um, at an event sponsored by Northern Brewer. And I got to sit next to Ian. And uh, at in Philly, and it was okay. fantastic. And we were we were talking about, and I, I told him, I said, you know, is it just me? You know, uh, the the malts from you know Britain, you know these these you know floor malted traditional malts, they're they're fantastic. Got all this flavor to them, you know the the Pilsner malts from Germany. I'm like, you know, we got technology in this country, we can figure <laughs> out anything. Yeah. You know, how come these malts aren't tasting the same? And he's like, well, you know, it's like hops. It's growing conditions. It's, you know, it's it's more than 
um, you know, just the technology of malting. A lot of it is the source material to start with. doesn't mean that the, 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 the malts here in the U.S. and Canada are somehow inferior. It's a different taste, a different flavor. Right. And you get a much more, you know, intense, malty flavor from yeah. those those German uh, Munich malts and those German Pilsner malts, you know, the, the graininess and all that. And when you're making a beer like this, I think that's that's really what you need to go with. I I, I don't think Polliner would be the same with, you know, uh, using domestic two row. I don't think it's going to no taste way. the same. You know, you, you can't make that same same beer. So I think that's a really a critical key point. The other is fermentation and uh, you know sanitation. I think you know that right there is is the crux of a great uh, uh, you know Oktoberfest. I think even though it's not a hop forward beer, I think you need to use you know some some noble hops and uh you know uh use it mainly for bittering and you know if you throw in a little late like uh you know more of the sam adams oktoberfest that that can be nice too i I can really appreciate that Mm -hmm. um you know crystal malt but you don't want to go too heavy and and become real caramel forward uh isn't quite appropriate right what about your recipe mikey mine oh well let's see uh Mine would uh, tend to have a more uh, Munich character in it. I'd like to uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. have, uh, and it would be 30, like, 40, 50 percent. No, 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 no. <laughs> like uh, you know, ten percent. Uh, oh, not yeah. much. But oh, I think I, that adds I, a lot I, of character. I, I can see going. It's really 30%. a more. I'm just. Well, you can go. You can make it. Yeah. I, but I have a lot of Vienna in it, so it's going to mm-hmm. be. I don't think I'd want to have too much Munich with all that Vienna because Vienna mm-hmm. Vienna's a pretty dark malt. It, beer would become pretty dark at some point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I was like. I think I use like. Uh, like forty percent Vienna, forty percent Pilsner, and then like ten percent uh, mm. Munich, mm-hmm. and then I had some. I don't know, maybe that's maybe that was it. I don't know something like that. That sounds a good way. I know like a Holler Tower, like only at sixty or something. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. And then uh, yeah, I would. I'm a you know chill to. I'm a, like I I like to lager like at fifty two or so. Mm-hmm. So I would you know chill it to fifty two, pitch a large you know large starter, mm-hmm. oxygenate and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a uh, I'm sure the the Meritons I made, and I've made, I've done them twice because I, I really liked my Meritons, so I, I I made it for a while. Uh, you know, I usually like yeah, two week ferment kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I always uh, advocate like a modified Nartsis, uh, uh fermentation where you, you start cold. Yeah. Uh, you know, forty five to fifty, mm-hmm. and uh, pitch big, and then after the lag period's over, just start letting that temperature rise. Yeah. Um, you can hold it around fifty, fifty-two for a while, mm-hmm. uh, or fifty to fifty-five, let's say. And then, as if you notice any sort of slowing, you start raising the temperature, Step adding a gas. couple of degrees. Mm-hmm. Let that thing warm up. Let it warm up, and and you'll get your beer to ferment out uh, nice and quick. It'll ferment out just a couple of days longer than an ale, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you'll find that there isn't a lot of uh, residual. Um, you know compounds things like that you and uh, doc did a, a thing on the show about uh we did that with the doorbender ward yeah. a traditional versus a, yeah. a a rising temperature fermentation yeah and we couldn't tell really any major difference between right. the two beers really yeah. in fact some thought maybe mine was better but that could have just been a temperature thing or something right <laughs> I, and i you know um so i'm a big fan of that uh, as well and uh what about yeast selection though Yeast selection, boy, you know, I, I, I always believe you could use just about any of the German lager yeasts right. and uh, get a good result. It's like any of the ale yeasts. Some of them uh, accentuate a little bit more hops. Some of them a little bit more malt. Some of them are real malty. 
Um, you know, I, I, I really loved what was the, uh, very similar, as, as the yeast companies say, very, if you wanted to make a beer similar to Eyinger, you would use, uh, whatever yeast that was. Um, but I was doing a lot of, uh, uh, work for the, uh, uh, pitching rate calculator and I was yeah. using, uh, and for lager yeast, I was using the 830 because it's like the most common lager yeast out there. And, uh, so I was brewing a lot more beers with the 830 and I really got into loving the 830 yeast again, which is, you know, the mm. a real, you know, that's your most common hmm. lager yeast out right. there. And, uh, you know, that's really hard to beat that. Um, is this really clean or what do you like about? Yeah, clean, great balance to it. I mean, it just seems very and traditional behave, lager and it, to me, you know. And it behaved predictably like a... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I liked about the 833, the Bach. Right. It would always do the same thing every time. Really well, the 830, I think it's kind of the 001 of... Uh, okay. Gotcha. The, the, the lager. The is a little maltier. You know, it's, yeah, well, it's just, you know, it's the workhorse. Mm-hmm. It's the one that everybody uses, you know. Gets the job uh, done. Yeah, so I was uh, I was real pleased with that. Um but yeah, the uh, the one that's uh, similar to Einger, I, I really like the Einger beers. And uh, as a matter of fact, the, the Einger Dunkel, I would do you know ninety seven, ninety eight percent Munich, and then just a dash of Carafa Special to get a you know similar to uh, the Einger Dunkel, and that turns out fantastic too. So you can you can make essentially a hundred percent Munich beer; it'll convert. Yeah, good tip. Yeah. Good to know. Um, you know, and you can, you can throw in, you know, some things like, uh, you know, if you don't have, uh, you know, quite the malt character you want, you can throw in some aromatic, things like that. It's kind of like an aromatic's like a dark Munich. Uh, you know, use a darker Munich, uh, for some of that character. Yeah. Uh, can work well. Hmm. That's used a lot in pails too, isn't it? Like IPAs and stuff too, aromatic? A little bit? No, I've never, it make, you could, I mean, in small amounts you can yeah. put anything in there. Okay. I don't Air- typically hear like that. a, like a 20 love. Gotcha. Uh, Munich, okay. dark Munich, yeah. Cool. Vienna is like a super light Munich, you know, four to six love. Mm-hmm. Okay, right there. All right, let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll wrap up with any questions from the chat, and we'll we'll announce uh, the winner of a fine copy of Thirty Classic Styles, whatever. Uh, after this, and now Northern Brewer presents: What if homebrewers ruled the world? Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zena Chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at £7,000. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer has... Excellent monster. That's just a crazy dream, or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of superior customer service and the finest selection of home brewing goods for the future. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. 
Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the Home Brewed Chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality homebrewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their new SnapLock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Where do you go for all the stuff you need to brew? Homebrewstuff.com, of course. In their Boise, Idaho storefront and warehouse, they have more than 750 craft beers and 8,000 square feet of homebrew products in stock. The staff at Homebrew Stuff are homebrewers themselves. They try out just about everything, including the beer, so they can answer your questions knowledgeably and correctly about brewing, kegging, and anything else you might need to ask. Don't live near the Homebrew Stuff store? Visit homebrewstuff.com online and take advantage of their $7.95 domestic shipping available on most orders. Homebrewstuff.com is a proud sponsor of the AHA, NHC, GABF, and countless other acronyms. So if you're a homebrewer looking for great people, a great selection, and great deals, head to homebrewstuff.com online or in person. Visit their YouTube channel for loads of free how-to and product videos. All of the stuff you need to brew. Homebrewstuff.com You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. Now back to Brewing with Style. 
All right, we're back. I have no idea what we've covered in the show. I'm just so tired uh, that uh, I have no idea what's going on. But I feel like, based on the people staring at me in the studio... Pointing at that screen. We most likely covered everything. Yeah, we talked about the style of it. Time to go to the chat room? Sure. Yeah, it is time. I didn't quite get the, like, like the affirmative nod. That I wanted, but that's that's fine. All right, I, I'm in a daze when I stare at you, Jay Z. What can I say? <laughs> my my it's good looks, mesmerizing individual. Neckbeard beer says, with the malts available today, is it yes. cool to just batch spar- batch sparge? Sorry, and call it a day. Yeah, you know, I I go with uh, you know just single infusion or you know batch sparging uh, works for me with the quality of the malts. Um, you know, so a lot of people go decoction and multi step and all that stuff. Hey, I I could, you know, first place in some big ass competitions with uh, single infusion. So, um, I don't know. I don't know that it's it's necessarily better. Uh, you know, I don't think you're trying to develop that much malt character in the in this beer to need to do. You know, you don't need, you don't need melanoidins. You don't need a high protein content. It's just a normal beer. It's just it's more about you know, the you know, lager fermentation mm-hmm. and a good recipe. I mean, if you, you know, focus all your efforts on, you know, fermentation and, you know, malt selection and things like that. And, uh, you know, if you get all that down and, and your fermentation is flawless and you think you could eke out a little bit more from uh, uh, decoction or something like that, then sure, by all means, go for it. But, uh, you know, if you haven't perfected your water and your fermentation and your malt and all that, yeah. uh, work on that first. After Lab says, uh, we touched on this in the last segment, but we'll, we'll put a fine point on it. What do the guys think about using Kolsch yeast to make an Oktoberfest for brewers who don't have lager temp fermentation capabilities? Uh, can you achieve a similar profile? It'll be a red Kolsch ale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm with John. I, I don't think that really works. It's a good beer. I've done it. Yeah. But it's not a, it's not a, it's not a lager characteristic. Right. I mean, a, a lager yeast has very specific characteristics to it. It's a great beer because you can have it in seven days in the keg, and you're, it's fermented out, and it kind of tastes lager-like refreshing, but it doesn't have that lager mm-hmm. characteristic. It's and a it, really good beer. To, I, have a, I encourage them to take a, a Mirzen-style recipe and put a cold cheese into it, but it won't, don't enter it as an Oktoberfest. It, it'll do what? Make it fr- fruitier? A, or? Yeah, it's an ale strain, right? You know, it's ferment, you can ferment it cool, you know, maybe go 56, 58. I've done it, and, it, and the yeast will work well, um, but it won't have that lager characteristic. One yeah, of the dryness. It just doesn't taste like a lager. Okay, well then, following up on that, Pork Slapper says, what uh, are the preferred yeasts then for Oktoberfest? And, uh, and then also, should he make a uh, four-liter starter for it or what? And also, should he pitch cold or warm? Uh, any of the lager yeasts, any of the German lager yeasts are good. Um, and uh, you, you should make a, go to MrMalty.com, use the pitching rate calculator and figure out how much, based on the the gravity and the size of the of the the beer you're doing and all that and then um i you know tasty and i both like pitching cold and then warming the beer up um uh, john at the time uh you know didn't have the resources to chill down cold enough so he would start warm and then uh, chill down after the yeast got going um you know and i've had a couple of beers that i thought were really well done um with a warmer pitch and then cooled down but you know, everything I've done, I get so much better results by pitching cold and letting it warm up. I get better attenuation. I get, you know, 
uh, more volatilization of all the, the you know sulfur and things like that. So eh, I don't know. You can do it either way. All right, and uh, finally, uh, Trusty Spider Wrangler says, generally speaking, it seems like Oktoberfest beers uh, should tend to be fresher in the markets uh, as they are more seasonal in nature. So do they tend not to suffer from the European malt flavor misconceptions where, you know, people expect stale old flavors? Ah, interesting question. That's a good question. Um, You know, sometimes seasonal beers are the ones that are always, you know, more stale because they sit around longer. I don't know that the Oktoberfest beers are necessarily seasonal. Um, Some are, but yeah, like the Eyinger, for example, yeah. was, but now it's not. Now it's year-round. Year-round. But for the ones that are. Yeah. Um, uh, for the ones that are, I think, do you really get them over here? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I'll look at the other three examples we right. have now. I'll look it up, but I'm, you know. Yeah, but usually I think... Um, you know, most of these are, are kind of a year-round thing now. Um, you know, in the local market, it, it, it's a weird thing in the local market, you know, when a seasonal beer comes out sometimes, uh, it can stay around forever. And the one that's moving through, it's their mainstay beer, you know, their mm-hmm. Pilsner, that's the one that's always fresh because they sell so much of it, it moves through the channel yeah, really the fast. Yeah, the supply chain's tuned to yeah, that, to that, that demand. Yeah. You know, it's right. it's not stale. And then the special ones, they sit on the shelf for a long time because people aren't buying them because, right. they, you know, they haven't seen them before or they see them and, you know, they a limited amount of people bought them. Right. So, uh, I mean, that could be the possibility, too. Yeah, it says Spotting is uh, year-round as well, so it does yeah. seem like most of the Oktoberfests you find on mm-hmm. the shelves here are, are, in fact, year-round. Right, right. Yeah, that whole thing about uh, brewing it for uh, Oktoberfest is uh, no longer true, I think. Okay, well, that's it. Thanks for the uh, question. Chat, who won the uh, signed uh, Jay-Z Brew Your Own? Uh, go with Nick Beard Brewer. About the uh, the malts question. <laughs> has he won before? I think he has. Yes. Vetoed. Has Spider, say yes. has Spider Wrangler won before? I, I gotta say yes. I think yes also. Is, He'll win sometimes. Is, <laughs> He's here every time. Pork Jizz Slapper? Pork Slapper's won before, right? I think so. I think so. Wait a minute. I think so. I think so. Uh, we have the same three people listening <laughs> to our show every yeah, day. The well, they asked a guys. question in the chat. There's there's at least six people listening. Okay. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what do those guys say? What, what about After Lab? I don't, I don't know if After, after Lab. Oh. Actually, God, I want to say he's won too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, you're all you're all shit out of luck. Well, Enjoy. Did, did any of those guys? Uh, did they respond and say they haven't yeah, won. Who hasn't won? I don't know. If any of you haven't won, message me. Yeah, you got about thirty seconds before we just like kind of give up <laughs> and say that uh, that the show's over. And uh, it was a decent show. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was kind of lost uh, most of the way through it. I just yeah, that was good. Yeah, Can you sleep? I don't know. Here you go. Sp- Spider Wrangler has not won this before. <gasps> right. so oh, there you go. he's a deserving winner. The guy, uh, the guy's steady, always been there for us. Uh, make it out to Spider Wrangler. Yeah, make it out. To, I'd say Spider. 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 Yeah. All right, we'll do that. Uh, make sure uh, Scott has your address, and we'll we'll get a copy of uh, the best to brew your own magazine. Uh, Thirty great beer styles. Brew your own magazine. I, I write the style profile column uh, there, and have been doing it for four or five years now and uh probably got about four or five years to go before i've covered all the styles um, yeah, those are always really uh, good you I, I read them you know you just do it i, I, do I can't it. believe I you got them. that much to say about it a pretty it's decent not like, job it's not on like these you're things. just going on and on you really 
cover uh, really cover it really well. Anthony. I've got, I've got my method down now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they're usually the longest piece in the whole thing. Like somebody will write the feature yeah. article. Yeah. It's like three pages, maybe two with the big fat recipes taken out. They, Yours is you like, know, when when I first started, they they said to me, "Hey, you know, you got like a thousand, fifteen hundred words," and I'm like, oh, "Okay." And so I tried to jam everything down into a thousand, fifteen hundred words. And then I'm just like, well, you know, this one was 1,800. And they're like, yeah, that's all right. Uh, this one was 2,000. Uh, that's all right. This one was 2,500. Uh, that's okay. This one's 3,000. Yeah, you're like four long. The- they're like, that's fine. You know, no, they're, uh, like, they're, they're, that's okay. It's apparently a real popular column in there. And so they're, they're fine with it. And, and it used to be I, I had like a, a, uh, uh, approved list of styles that i was going to do that year for a specific month a specific issue now it's like yeah just send us whatever you want <laughs> just send us an article that's cool and so yeah sometimes i'm rambling on for three thousand words and i feel like uh you know i, I really because i really got something to say and i've really yeah, covered yeah. it and there's a lot of little detail and nuance to understand about the style yeah and they let me do that, and it's fantastic. It's yeah, not, it's you know, they, they got to pay for that paper. Creative you know? freedom. It's, it's not like what? you can just spew out. You know, they, they, <laughs> they, you know, they're they're doing the whole magazine, and they've calculated out what's going to fit and yeah. get everything to fit in in you know, and you got to print on both sides of the page, so you can't have like an odd number of pages and all that. Yeah. So you can't just be screwing around and doing different length things, and so sometimes you know. Uh, it's really long or a little short you know they don't say a thing they're just like yeah it's fine great so they've been really cool i i, I really appreciate well, that uh, it's just a, it's a great series i can see why yeah. they're they're cool but they love it yeah they've, they've been fantastic and uh you know you can sign up for brio magazine on the brew network site there and the brewing network gets 50 percent of your subscription subscription fee i can't even great talk deal. today there you go and uh yeah it goes directly to the brewing network to help support programs like this all right Another great show. Uh, well, uh, another show. Brew, brew, you be brew, the judge. Brew clean. You be the judge. Wait, what's our style <laughs> next time, uh, Moscow? Yeah, well, uh, ordinary we, bitter? Yes, ordinary bitter and... Uh, oh, man. That's something. It's going to be a good one. If you've got send some ordinary your, bitter, send them in the Scott or you know, contact Scott. Brew now. Yeah. you got a chance to win. Yeah, you got time to brew. you got a chance to win a jet ski. There you go. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Cheers, guys. And uh, again, don't forget to support our, our great sponsors, especially Northern Brewer. NorthernBrewer.com. Great people, great customer service, great prices, great ingredients. Ordinary Bitter and uh, Robust Porter. Ooh. A couple oh, of there you Porter. Go. I'll, I'll, I'll Jimmy's all over that. I'm not going to show up. <laughs> I'll, bring, I'll bring some grave down for that. <laughs> bring the grave. All righty. There you go. Cool. All right. Until then, we're strong, everyone. Enough.